It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does a little. Today I will have my faith built by the word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith as a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big because I serve a big God. Somebody give him a big hand. Amen. I want to talk about something tonight that um, if I say this word, you might go, uh-oh. But I promise it's not uh-oh, it's good. We need holiness. But the thing about needing something, you got to know what it really is before you, you'll agree that you need it. Amen? I'm a firm believer that you can't scare people into being saved. You might scare them emotionally into making a move in a service, but I could preach hell real hot and possibly get you scared enough to go, okay, I want Jesus. But if you don't fall in love with Jesus, when the thought of hell is gone out of your mind, the relationship won't hold as much as, much as it should. Amen? And so holiness is one of those things that... I personally believe because I was raised in a very strict situation and I was raised in a very, uh, by a mother that was very serious about um, her relationship with God and she attended a church that taught about um, abstaining from anything fun. And uh, I remember the first time that I ever um, uh, walked into a church with short pants on. I, I was about eight years old. It was during the day. We were practicing. My family was practicing music. And I felt condemnation at eight years old because I had short britches on. Maybe it was because of the way my legs looked. I'm not sure. But I think it was just because... I had been misinformed about what true holiness is. Now, let me say this before. I'm not banging on anybody's uh, choice of clothing. You can wear what you want to. My point is that's not where holiness begins. Holiness doesn't start on the outside. Holiness starts on the inside. Let's go to John 14, verse 21. John 14, verse 21 says this. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So I want to begin by telling you this tonight. There's a dimension of living that you can only experience when you make a decision to please God. I'm going to repeat that. There is a dimension of living that you can only experience when you make a decision to please God. And when you make a decision to please God... The Father will be a part of every aspect of your life. 
in that dimension, Jesus becomes real to you like never before. And just like John um, 14 says, he begins to manifest himself to you in your life. That's what Kinsey was talking about tonight when he was talking about God being real to him. I want that realness. I want the realness that says, make this seed and then be able to walk down the road a couple years, three, four years, whatever it is, and look back and go, yeah, I did that because I was unctioned by the Holy Ghost and now look where my life is. Amen? See, God pours out His Spirit and His revival will begin because of the dimension that I'm talking about. And that dimension is holiness. When God's people develop a desire to please God above everything else, you're stepping into the dimension of holiness. People's entire lives gets turned inside out when they make a decision to please God above everything else. Their life begins to change Change form when you make a decision that God's more important to me than, than, than fulfilling the lust of my flesh. No matter how lonely I am, I'm not going to compromise because I know that holiness brings power. No, no matter how bad I would like to, 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 to feel certain things in the flesh because we live in a world that says, if it feels good, do it. I want to live in a world where he says, when my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek their face. Pastor, that's Old Testament. Hey, listen, the only thing that was changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament is we have stepped into a dispensation of grace because of the work of Jesus Christ and we no longer have to worry about the curse. But I promise you, if there's ever been a promise made by God, He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And when we forget about the things of the flesh and we begin to seek His face, give me somebody that'll get up at three o'clock in the morning just because God speaks to them and get on their knees and begin to seek their seek His his face. Give me somebody that will not compromise because everybody else is doing it, but they will stay tuned to God's heart because they want to see his face. And then I'll show you a church where revival will break out. I'll show you a church that it's not about a series of meetings, but it's about a series of experiences. And I'm going to tell you something. We can have a series of meetings and never have the experience, but without the experience, we will not be changed. When God's people develop a desire to please God above everything else, lives change. Everything else in the world seems to lose importance. Supernatural things begin to happen. God manifests himself in the presence of his people. You know what? That's scripture because it says if you will seek him and you come together and where two or three are gathered in the midst, he says, in that midst, I'll be there in the name. When they're gathered in the name, I'll get it right here in a second. Some people might label you if you begin to 
worry more, not worry, that's a bad choice of words, excuse me. When you put God's plans before your plans, when you stop being so concerned about the things of the world and you become more concerned, more uh, adamant about seeing God's plans go forth, people might label you, but I got good news, God will also. He will mark his people. And the way I believe that he marks his people is with the blessings of God. See, I, I don't know who you were talking about, but I've seen so much of that mess lately. I've seen so much stuff. And you know what? It's the best thing about TVs, radios, and telephones, they got an off button. And what we have to do, we have to be able to say enough is enough and stop feeding our flesh with the fear and then begin to feed our soul and our spirit with the word. Because when you get labeled by somebody else on this planet because of your holiness and because of your desire to walk as straight as you can, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about your flesh being perfect. I'm talking about your spirit being renewed and so therefore your desires will change. When your desire changes, your atmosphere changes. Maybe your friends list change. I don't know. But if it has to happen, it has to happen. What I'm telling you tonight is holiness comes when a person is so more concerned about God's plans than his plans. And then power comes. Prosperity comes. Are you a prosperity preacher? You bet your bippy I'm a prosperity preacher because prosperity isn't just a bunch of money piled up in a bank. Prosperity is health. Prosperity is wholeness. Prosperity is peace of mind. Prosperity is the blessing of the work of the cross. And when he did it on the cross, he said, it is finished. It's ours. It's mine. It's yours. It's ours to take hold of. But there's an illustration in the word that says you can't put new wine in old vessels. So I want to be, I want to seek after his holiness. When you let go of everything or anything, let's just say that anything, everything is not an accurate word. When you let go of anything, somebody say anything. Anything that you might think doesn't please God, you will begin to see power in the supernatural realm. That will capture your interest. And then it will take precedence in your life over natural experiences. There's nothing wrong with natural experiences, but they have to come second to God. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing wrong with natural experiences, but they have to come second to God. Few believers today even know what holiness means. You say, what are you talking about? I believe we have confused, and this is my personal opinion So if you disagree, that's all right. You have that right. But tonight I have the mic, so I'm going to give you mine. Few people really know what I believe 
biblical holiness is, even fewer understand the outpouring of God that comes to those who dare to step into holiness. Here's what hope, holiness means. Holiness means, quite simply, separated to God. That's what holiness is. Separated to God. It's what you do with your life on a daily basis. My life, this is what I want my life to be. Oh, I love, I love experiences. I enjoy, I have fun. I, I like to do things that are fun. But I want my life first to be separated to God. You can be in this world, just remember you're not of this world. Somebody say amen. So holiness means separated to God and it's what you do day by day. It's not, it's, 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 it's deciding your conduct according to the word of God. And also, it's deciding your conduct according to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Holiness is, and this is so important, holiness is the deliberate action of being of one mind with God. You must choose holiness. That's why I don't care how separated physically you were raised, if you didn't get that experience with God, it can't be just because your mama and your daddy wouldn't let you go to movies. Mine wouldn't let me go to movies. So guess what I did as soon as I got a driver's license? I told a big old lie to my mama and I went to the movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Been raised, been raised that you, that you don't go to the movies because we separate ourselves. Been raised in that way. Been raised that you don't say anything. I mean, you, 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 you got to watch every word that comes out of your mouth. I believe that. Y'all know I believe that words are important. But not just because of what other people might think. It's because you want to say the words that please God and line up with his word. Amen? Turn away from the ways of the world and living instead in agreement with him. That's holiness. Holiness doesn't happen to anybody by accident. It requires a decision of your will. God gave Adam and Eve a will. That's why they were deceived and weren't able to continue the life in the Garden of Eden because they made a choice. We have the choice to have the blessings of God in our life, but it requires a decision of the will. I want to encourage you to do something today. Today, make a decision to be holy.
doesn't mean that you have to necessarily change what you wear. Because holiness doesn't start because of what you wear. However, holiness might affect what you wear. Holiness doesn't start because of your haircut. Holiness might affect your haircut. Why? Because if God impresses on you something, then you do it. Amen? He'll show you his love by manifesting himself to you in powerful ways. He'll pour himself out on you just like he did on many believers before us. Have you ever heard of the Azusa Street Revival? I read about that yesterday just in just sitting around and to be honest, it popped up and I just got on um, Google and, and those people of that revival saw what they saw simply because they separated themselves in a place and they focused on his presence. We have a promise if we will separate ourselves and I'm talking about, somebody say this with me, I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I possess a soul. I'm not saying, oh, I can't, I can't talk to you because I'm separating myself and, and God, God just don't want me to talk to anybody. I'm talking about you can be in a room full of people and still separate yourself to Jesus Christ. Because it is within us. The thing that happened to you because Jesus Christ went back to heaven was there was a comforter, a guide, a leader, a, a part of the Godhead called the Holy Ghost sent down and we have the opportunity to have him operating and moving in us through the gifts of God. And when we talk to him, when he becomes real to us on a personal basis, things change in our life. He'll pour his spirit out on you. I have one more scripture I want to read. It's a little lengthy, but um, when I'm done with this, I'll be finished. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1. Is, are the lights all the way up in the sanctuary? If they're not, can you make sure they're all the way up? Maybe they are. It doesn't feel like they are. Hallelujah. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4, Verse 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Now, there's a word you don't hear used a lot in today's church. But I still believe in sanctification. Do you know what sanctification is? Sanctification is when you are set apart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification happens when you spend time in the word, and you renew your mind by the power of God. Sanctification. That's a word you ought to explore. That's an experience you ought to explore. Sanctification. I used to think there was three parts. Because when I was 
being raised in certain churches, it was always saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know what? That's not a bad combination today. But sanctification needs to happen inside of your, inside of your life. Not so that you can get the uh, misconception that you're better than anybody else. Because that's holy indignation. And that's sin. That's when you look down your nose at somebody that believes different than you. Listen, you can be strong in what you believe, but don't get so self-righteous that just because someone else differs from you. See, I wish people would understand that, and, and I try to make it plain, that honestly, yes, I can't. I can't be honest with God and not preach what I believe. But I honestly God is my witness. I don't look at anyone, even the ones that I disagree with, and go, you're wrong. I really don't. Obviously, if I disagree with them, I can't, I can't preach what they preach. But I truly believe one day we're going to go to heaven and we're going to walk in and we're going to go, hmm. So my point is the best you can do is the best you can do. And sanctification is when you individually, you individually get along with God and say, God, purify my mind, purify my heart, purify my soul, purify every part of me so that I can please you. He says, um, verse three, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Do you know why? Do you know why I believe that it is sin to have sexual relationship with someone outside of the bonds of matrimony? Now, if you've done that, you know what? I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying. Whether I condemn you or not, it's still sin, and sin always brings destruction. The reason, one of the biggest reasons why I think sex outside of marriage is a sin is because there's soul ties that are attached that will absolutely make you have to see a counselor because it'll mess your thinking up so much. And those soul ties are reserved for marriage simply because there's a bond that happens and is supposed to happen in marriage that is not supposed to happen between two individuals any other time. He said you become one. If you're not married, you're not one. So therefore, you're two individual persons trying to, trying to be tied together in one aspect of God's plan because sexual relationships was invented by God himself he said Adam look here and Adam was like alright whoop whoop but when that is when that special and sanctified bond is violated you will always be left feeling empty. You will be left feeling lonely. You will be left feeling worthless. And you will feel used. 
Verse 5, not in the lust of... I practice this word. You know what? You can read it. Even as the Gentiles which know not God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 6, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. You know what that means? Be honest. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. I listened to, um, matter of fact, I sent it to someone. And uh, a lot of people, and, and, and I'm not trying to push anybody that you don't want to listen to, but a lot of people, I think, misunderstand this man because he is pretty eccentric. But I can tell you, uh, I've never been taught the, the basics of the word any better than when I listened to Mike Murdoch. And today he was live, and it, I, get the, I get the notification, so I started watching it. And the name of the message is The Sound of Attack. And he taught about how when you get angry and you got that sound of attack. How, how many's ever, um, uh, as a matter of fact, just before church, somebody was telling me that they were, that because someone had done them wrong, they were tempted to do the whole lawsuit thing. They just, you know, kind of the end of their wit, but they sought God and God worked it out. And here's the reason that we've got to be sure that what we do is lined up with the word because the sound of attack, as Dr. Murdoch talked about today, the sound of attack is a sound that will absolutely damage friendships, damage relationships, damage your uh, reputation. He was talking about, um, because he's preached literally all over the world, and he's talked about, he, talked about, um, he talked about his sister, he talked about different ones in his life that had had that sound, and he talked about all the wonderful attributes of them but because of that sound of attack that came out of them, it severed certain relationships. If you go to the scripture that I just read, it says that no man go beyond the, and defraud his brother in any matter because that the Lord is your avenger of such, of all such. As we also have forewarned you and testified. In other words, what I believe that scripture is and then then that, that teaching today was just kind of, it was a blessing to me. But when somebody does you wrong, in the flesh, in the natural, you want to get them back. Amen? But when you have let something go and let God do it, then that peace will come. And we need to remember that He is our avenger. Verse 7, and I'm almost finished. For God hath not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man. In other words, he's talking about if you despise holiness. You don't despise man, but God. Who hath also given us, given unto us the Holy Spirit. Here's... Here's the message. Holiness is separating to God. Holiness brings power because 
as Oral Roberts says, and I've quoted this over and over through the years, purity in private brings power in public. Temptation comes to every one of us. Maybe you're not tempted to do sexual things. Praise God. Maybe you're not tempted to lie to people. Praise God. Maybe you're not tempted to do some of the things that we've mentioned tonight. But Satan will find a place just about the time somebody has opened the door to the hellacious experiences that are on this earth. He will find a place and he will tempt you to go against holiness. Now listen, if you've ever sued anybody, I'm not coming down on you. You know what? I'm sure you had good reason. If you've ever um, snapped back at someone, I'm not condemning you. I've done that myself. My point is in this is we all, me included, we all need to seek the true definition of holiness on a daily basis because that will bring the presence of God into our atmosphere. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.